0: Welcome to another episode of Thinking Like a Bank, where we show you how to think like a bank by applying the same strategies and principles that banks use to help you find more financial freedom in your life. I'm your host, Sarah Ibrahim. Today, I'm interviewing John Nero. John is a certified professional coach who helps mid-career professionals prepare, position, and promote who they are and what they do so they can show up to find a job they love or love the job they have. John's professional walk included a 25-year career in education and a long-standing corporate consultant for a Fortune 500 giant, Casio America Inc. John is the author of Show Up, which explains six strategies to lead a more energetic and impactful career, and Your Mid-Career GPS, which talks about four steps to figuring out what's next, and the host of the Mid-Career GPS podcast. John is an avid game show enthusiast and professional bowler who won a title on the PBA regional tour and still actively competes. He lives outside of Washington, D.C. with his spouse.
1: John, welcome to our podcast. Sari, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to interviewing you, getting to know you and your business and what you do. Before we get into all of that, I want to know more about you and your background.
1: Well, I had a 25-year career in education that started out with me as a middle school mathematics teacher in northern New Jersey. And one day I was teaching a lesson on how to multiply fractions, and it was, it was a good lesson. Kids got the, got the point. They knew how to do it and everything. But this little voice crept inside of my head, and it said, John, you you cannot do this for the rest of your life. And that essentially was my mid-career moment. It was when I felt like my career was starting to pivot. What I learned in that process Sari, was that I I wanted to work more with adults. I wanted to work with adult teachers and, and, and move in that kind of professional development capacity. And so I left a very, very nice job in a wonderful district in northern New Jersey. And my big career pivot in 2010 was I took a job managing 23 instructional coaches across 13 middle schools in our nation's capital. And that career pivot accelerated my career in ways I never would have imagined had I stayed in that classroom teaching job that saw me work for a state superintendent, be a training and staffing director for an educational nonprofit, and then eventually opening my coaching practice full-time over six years ago. So that's that's the professional side. Um, the personal side that I want to share with you is that I am a huge Game show fanatic. (laughs) Um, I was on the game show chain reaction back in 2006 on the game show network, they still replay it. And I'm also a professional bowler. And I won a title on the PBA regional tour back in 2010.
0: That's awesome. I never, I've never met a professional bowler, so that's that's awesome.
1: (laughs) Or someone. Let me me tell you, when I was interviewing, I always shared that as part of the "Tell me about yourself" question because I knew I was going to be memorable.
0: (laughs) Right. Um, And and do you see any common uh, things with being a professional bowler uh, with your what you do now for work, work with clients as a as a career coach?
1: Well, I think for anybody who pursues a sport at a high level, the biggest parallel here is about being dedicated and consistent. One of the things that I've seen that has been an absolute success point in my business has been exactly that. It's about being fully dedicated to my business every single day, and most importantly, the clients whom I'm honored to serve, but also being fully committed in this entrepreneurial journey because... One of the reasons why I left my my last position when I got out of the nine to five was I had an opportunity to help more people outside of that organization than I could inside of it. And that commitment is absolutely what fuels me in my business every single day.
0: Right. I I was on a podcast yesterday and the host asked me, I was a guest on that show, and the, the host asked me, like, what's some advice you can give the audience? And I said, well, you know, as an entrepreneur, I think one of the most important things is you have to last as an entrepreneur, right? You, you have to put in the time and you have to stay even when things are uncomfortable. I kind of like to compare it to like planting seeds of like a, a tree, right? It's going to take years for it to show, but it doesn't mean you can't keep watering it. So in other words, you're not just doing things because you're getting a paycheck for it. You have to keep doing those tasks even when you're not getting paid for them and, and you keep doing it over time. So what do you? What, what's kind of your perspective on the time part of entrepreneurship, like putting in the time, staying in entrepreneurship, and even when things aren't working?
1: The thought that drives me every single day is that clients are coming. And to your point, when you keep planting those seeds and you keep putting yourself out there and you're adding value and you're building that no like, and trust factor, clients will come. It depends on what that timeframe is going to be. It's great if we turn on our computer and all of a sudden there's 10 client requests from people with their wallets out ready to, to pay. It just doesn't happen, mm-hmm. right? We have to build these relationships over time. And so to build that know, like, and trust factor, but doing it in a way that you're constantly adding value, you're being informative you're being additive and not repetitive that people eventually are like, yeah, I think I want to follow, or maybe, maybe I'll respond to this post Mm -hmm. or you put a call to action out there and somebody who's been following you 10, 15 times over a period of several months then reaches out, you know, we never know in its entirety where people end up finding us but the more we put ourselves out there especially as entrepreneurs the more we put ourselves out there the broader our reach mm-hmm. is that somebody's going to come back and, and reach out
0: right it's like the the saying with like fishing lines like you don't want just one like you want like multiple because you're not going to know where the fish are going to go so you have multi diversify that I, I I like that a lot. You mentioned something really interesting. You said um, additive versus um, repetitive. What are some of the differences between those?
1: Yeah, so... Being additive versus repetitive, it was actually one of the norms I had in my team meetings when I was leading teams inside various organizations. Being additive just simply means we're we're adding to the conversation. So for me, my focus is helping mid-career professionals who feel stuck, undervalued, and underutilized show up to find a job they love or love the job they have. Mm -hmm. My additive nature in that is Always putting value out there that's around navigating a career transition, whether it be a tip about your resume or a tip on how to network or how to position yourself strategically in the marketplace. I'm always adding to that central conversation that I get to talk about. There's nothing wrong in being repetitive, but Mm -hmm. if I'm saying the same thing over and over again every single day and every single week, people will lose interest. Mm Right? So we don't want to keep saying the same message over and over again. That's why we want to be more additive to that larger conversation that's there.
0: I see that. Yeah, I see that a lot too, like on LinkedIn, like posts, right? If somebody keeps posting about the same thing over and over again, they're not going to get that much engagement. But if they are adding news articles, they're adding new opinions, they're adding new thoughts, new new value constantly, it gets people engaged. Because when they see their post or they see, their, they see that person, they're like, that something new is going to come out about this. They're going to learn something new. So I see a lot of similarities with that too, and like in working with clients and in your content strategy. Um, like, let's just say someone listening to the podcast now, they're like, you know, I'm kind of like stuck right now in my career or in my business. I want to transition into something different. What questions should they be asking themselves? Because I think it's very difficult, right, to just choose a new career or do something different in your life. What are some things you should be asking yourself to, to reach that, decision or that or that answer
1: the first question i'd be asking myself if i were in that situation and i i've been in that situation was you know what's going to light me up what's going to be the thing that i wake up in the morning and i feel like i get to go to work rather than feeling like i have to go to work right? So that thing that I'm going to be super excited about because I get to do that as part of my job. Think, think about the person who wants to lead and they want to manage talent and they want to lead people. They finally get into their first management or leadership role and they're super excited to get to go to work every day because now they've got people, mm-hmm. right? They've got people that they're working with. So the first thing is what's going to light you up. But the second thing is I am a huge fan of networking through doing informational interviews. So if you start identifying where you wanna go, and that may be either a job title or a particular industry, find people in your network who are connected to those people or go ahead and connect with those people directly. And as you build that relationship, offer, you know, extend an invitation for 15 or 20 minutes to do an informational interview with them. And and what I suggest is that you have a bank of five to 10 questions that you could ask anybody about their career path, um, how they got into the job that they are, I I hate asking a question like, you know, what's your typical day like? Um, You know, because no day is typical, right? So like, don't ask that question, but ask questions that are really going to drive home the information you want and need to give you greater career clarity. And when you start conducting those informational interviews, you will watch your network exponentially explode because then they know people. And now the more people you're talking to, the more data you're gathering, that's ultimately going to help you hone in and identify these four Fs. Mm -hmm. And these four Fs are what I coach my clients on all the time, that when you're thinking about making a career decision, these are the four Fs you have to pay attention to. So the first one is fit. Do you fit in with the organization? Do you fit culturally, organizationally? Is it a place that you'd be happy to work with? The second F is function. What's the work you're going to be doing? Have you found out that what was in the job posting versus what you talked about during the job interview are exactly the things that going to light you up every day to go in and do that work? The third F is finance, because we all need to be compensated fairly for the work that we're doing. And then the last F is forward. One of the things that we have to keep in mind when we're navigating a career transition or even as we're growing our business as entrepreneurs, that fourth F is forward. How does this decision move me, my career, my business forward into whatever's going to be next? We need to be thinking, it's like playing chess, right? We're not thinking about that one move. We're thinking several moves ahead. When we get on the highway and we drive, we're not just looking at the car in front of us. We're looking at several cars in front of us to anticipate what's going to happen. We need to be doing the same thing in our businesses and careers because moving forward is essential to our growth.
0: I I really like this because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think when people are starting their careers, they're probably only focused on maybe one or two of these Fs, right? Maybe the financial, maybe, um, but or the function, what they're going to be doing. But the other was, you know, fitting in the fi- uh, the financial uh, and the forward part. I think are really important. I think the most important is the the forward part. Like what what's going to happen after you're in this position, after you, you're doing this? What what's what else is it going to lead to? And it's kind of like how you said, like looking two or three cars ahead, not just the car in front of you. So yeah, I think that's definitely it, it's definitely changed my perspective. It's it's it's. Uh, I hope the audience can can get a lot of the value from this. When we talk, you mentioned you have some, some books on Amazon. Did I hear that right?
1: Yeah, I've got two books on Amazon. Uh, the first one is called Show Up, Six Strategies to Lead a More Energetic and Impactful Career. Uh, that book outlines my own personal story about what it has meant for me to show up, and it outlines six very specific strategies that I coach my clients on in terms of showing up. The second book is called Your Mid-Career GPS, Four Steps to Figuring Out What's Next. And you can think of that book as a total career transformation uh, guide or GPS to get you to what's next for you in your career.
0: Okay, thanks for sharing those. I'll, I'll put in the links in the, in the show notes below for those for those two books. Uh, one thing I, I, I listened to one of your podcasts, and then when we were before we recorded, you mentioned uh, this term a couple of times. I heard just in your content and on our conversation, uh, stretch goals. So, what does that mean? What is what are stretch goals?
1: A stretch goal is something that we create that is going to take us out of our comfort zone, that is going to move us personally or professionally forward. So a stretch goal might be having an opportunity to lead a particular project. If you're an entrepreneur, a stretch goal might be getting your first speaking engagement or getting, book, getting to book your first full-day workshop. It's that thing that we believe is going to move us forward to grow ourselves and grow our businesses. Stretch goals are something that I feel we always need to be having. And the only time I would suggest not having a stretch Mm -hmm. goal is when you don't have the bandwidth or capacity given your current work responsibilities or what's happening in your life personally, where taking a stretch goal on is just going to stress you out and it's not going to help. But in general, that stretch goal is something that we're reaching toward to move ourselves forward professionally.
0: That, and this is something I learned from a, a few books. I read uh, one book called, uh, I don't know if you read it, 10X is Easier Than 2X. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the authors talk about this. They talk about uh, Dan Sullivan and uh, Benjamin Hardy. to talk about this idea of when you expand your goals, not only do you expand the result, but you also expand the process. Like uh, you're finding more, more, when you stretch your goals, you learn more about yourself, about your market, about the economy, about your client base, because you're increasing those goals, which is going to increase the the tasks within the process. And also the the quality of, of your work as
1: well, right? Absolutely. That is such a great book. And uh I didn't read it. I listened to it because I was just spending <laughs> some time, spending some time in the car. But no, you absolutely exactly what you said. It's that whole way to just expand our thinking uh, in terms of where we see moving ourselves forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very nice. And uh, how you know, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast and interview you. How can the listeners connect with you? And I think there's a free uh, book they could or ebook they could download. How can they reach there?
1: There is. So again, thank you so much for inviting me into your space. It's been so nice getting to know you and, and talk with you today. So you can find me on my website at com. J-O-H-N-N-E-R-A-L. Right there on the homepage is a free resource called Five Mistakes Mid-Career Professionals Make and Need to Stop Doing. You can also check out the resources tab for other free material on my website. And I certainly invite everyone to go listen to the Mid-Career GPS podcast, which is my show wherever you listen.
0: Awesome, John. Thank you very much for, ha- for being on the podcast. And I'm looking forward to having you back on in the future.
1: Sari, thank you so very, very much. It's been a pleasure. To learn more about what we do and how we can help
0: you grow more wealth, please visit www.finassetprotection.com. That's F-I-N, asset, Protection.